Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening in with us today on our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. Our podcasts are brought to you by the Military Child Education Coalition, whose work is focused on ensuring quality educational opportunities for all military-connected children affected by mobility, family separation, deployments, and transition. Here at the MSEC, we want to ensure that every military child is college, workforce, and life-ready. In our podcast, we will share your stories as we talk to military service members, professionals, parents, and military kids. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. All of us here at the For the Sake of the Child podcast would like to thank Ilsen Officer Spouses Club for sponsoring today's podcast. We appreciate your generous support that allows us to not only share information and resources in this podcast, but also build connection through shared stories and experiences, providing military families and professionals tools to provide a convoy of support to military-connected children. Thank you for making a difference in the lives of military children. Welcome to our podcast for the sake of the child. Today we're going to be talking about exploring convoys of social support. And joining us is Dr. Stephen Koza and Dr. Rich Lerner. And facilitating the conversation is Holly Hallen. Holly? Hi. Thanks for the opportunity to uh, join the conversation. One of the major initiatives MSEC is taking on this summer will be the um, National Training Seminar in Washington um, in late July. And this year's theme is exploring convoys of social support. And we'd like, a, we'd like to take this time to explore the idea with the two of you um, as experts in your fields. I'd like to ask you to help us set the stage. Could you explain what convoys of social support means and what should our audiences understand about the concept? Why is it important to our children? So uh, let me let me start. I uh, come at this not from a, uh, a, a psychiatric perspective that that Steve w- bring, but as a uh, someone who studies adolescent development and uh, actually development across the lifespan, because ordinarily uh, adolescents interact with people older than themselves, uh, for example, their parents. So. Uh, in the in the late 70s and early 80s, uh, T- Tony Antonucci and colleagues from the University of Michigan introduced the idea of the convoy of social support, and it really brought together two key ideas uh, within a developmental orientation to uh, youth development. One was the idea of relationships that in life positive outcomes happen through healthy, supportive relationships. In fact, I think relationships are the key to uh, positive development. Uh, Healthy relationships uh, with family, friends, peers, uh, uh, mentors, uh, faith leaders. So uh, that was uh, the first idea. The second idea was the idea of uh, broad contextual support, broad support from not just uh, uh, the people in your family or perhaps the settings within which you work, but from the community at large and e- even at the level of uh, the, the, the nation, that young people feel they matter, that they're supported, that they have a place in their world that's valued. 
And then uh, when you put those relationships and support in, in a positive way together and you create a convoy, uh, the analogy being a series of, uh, of transports from one place to another, and think that that place is from your moment of birth till you become an adult where you can uh, give back and return support to others, that you, you, you have this convoy of support across development. So it's relationships, it is positive support, but in a developmental way, not just at one point in time, but really across your, your, your first three decades of life. You put that together, and it's going to be an important basis for healthy uh, development. So I've talked enough. I should let Steve jump in. Well, and Rich, I, I think that's a, um, a great description. And, and the other thing that I find really interesting um, in its application and MSEC's use of the application of the term to military kids is that the term convoy has long historical significance within the military. It really um, is a military term. Um, and as you mentioned, this idea of sustaining elements connected with the ability to complete the mission. So, and it's complex, uh, many different elements, at least from historical military standpoint, food, supplies, transportation, armaments, medical support, all of that in order to support the mission and the mission getting done. And, and so its application for military kids is particularly interesting because, you know, children, as you described, have um, very similar needs in their sustainment over time, whether that be peer support, educational, social, emotional, or other kinds of sustenance. The other interesting thing about military kids is that the um, in addition to the kind of transport or support or sustenance over time developmentally, like some other American children, but you, in some ways unique to military kids, they also uh, have many transitions geographically. So we're talking about sustaining them across time, across development, and then through multiple different situations that they may uh, that they may experience as they move with their families across a military career. Right. I, I think the challenge that MSEC has in facilitating convoys is that I think it's still true that military kids can be found in every zip code other than uh, the Dallas airport, which has its own zip code. So military kids and families are in every zip code in the United States, and of course, uh, they're, they're they're living internationally as well. How do we create a uh, understanding of the the value of that convoy for young people who are uh, living in in at any one point in time in very diverse places and will likely move many times if they're uh, parents are active duty, several times, could be six, seven, eight times, uh, perhaps even more in some cases, from their entry into uh, kindergarten all the way through through high school. Uh, they'll, they'll be in communities that may not be dominated by uh, the presence of military. And we, the, the education we need, the value we need to instill across America is that these convoys uh, – need to be used no matter where military kids and families uh, happen to reside. Can you talk a little bit about the role then, or the potential role you see 
for the MSEC community in in really implementing a convoy for the individual childs that they children they come in contact with in their work. Uh, how can the MSEC community be be more empowered to to really step up and and be a part of the convoy of support? Well, well, two ways come immediately to my mind. One is uh, the programs that MSEC is doing to create these convoys. The student-to-student program is is a wonderful example uh, of that. And uh, the other is the educational function that it has through the National Trading Summit. The focus uh, this year on the concept of convoys and that we're fortunate enough to have the the formulator of that uh, idea, at least in developmental uh, science, uh, Tony Antonucci, come and talk to us, will be a great uh, learning tool for the audience. A third thing, though, is to go beyond the MSEC community to our national community and educate people in every sector of the United States. I live in a community where we have an Air Force base, uh, Hanscom Air Force Base, most of my neighbors have no idea that some of the kids that their kids go to school with are military kids and that there may be important ways that they could support the positive development of military kids. So we need, we need uh, the, the programs of MSEC, the educational function of MSEC, but then we need to find ways perhaps at the uh, policy level or a public uh, information campaign to uh, – emphasize the importance of these convoys uh, to the nation more broadly. And, and I would agree completely with, with what Rich said. I, I, I think one thing I would add to the description of the student-to-student program and uh, a uniquely developed program, I think, on the part of MSEC, which is quite interesting, um, because it, it activates um, – teenagers, children around the country, and encourages them in their own capacity to be part of that convoy for other students who are coming into the area. So it empowers them. It helps them understand that they have a role in the sustenance of their peers, and um, and, and it is and it gives them the opportunity to assist in ways that uh, that brings um, some transition to support for kids who are moving into the area. I think the other area that I would uh, focus on too for MSEC, um, and and I think it provides a a, a great example of many of our uh, military support programs, is that it's um, a a wonderful convening uh, organization. And by convening so many groups from different disciplines, um, different backgrounds, and different strengths, I think it has the opportunity, particularly at the National Training Seminar this summer, to help um, different folks recognize their potential roles in serving in that convoy. So I think that professionals, uh, as professionals, uh, we can often see our unique roles or rather narrow roles that we have in our capacity to support uh, children, uh, military children, military families, uh, but within the context of understanding our presence and our um, kind of place within the community, it helps us see both unique and shared roles uh, as part of that convoy of support. And I think that uh, the National Training Seminar gives a, a great opportunity to uh, to help 
different disciplines recognize that, whether they be in education, development, mental health, um, military command, parenting, um, in all of those areas that we that that children require support, they'll be represented at the seminar, and it's a great opportunity for us all to get together and to talk about uh, what we can do to support the community. And that pretty much summarizes the the MSEC mission and how it does really directly connect with um, convoys of social support. Do you agree with that? Or yes, yeah. Right. No, absolutely. I think that, um, uh, you know, although the Military Child Education Coalition has education coalition in its name, and um, that, but it is a coalition. It is, a, it is a, a group that I think goes far beyond education and its understanding of the needs of military kids. And as a result, I think it, it has broad reach in ways that uh, that can support those needs. I think one other thing that I would like to mention about the National Training Seminar that is another important way of thinking about uh, convoys of support, uh, we'll be screening um, a documentary about Mr. Rogers, uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, uh, this summer in July as, at the National Training Seminar. And although we're, we're talking about one uh, developmental expert, Tony Antonucci, I think Fred Rogers was also a great example of an individual, a developmentalist, who understand the importance of convoys of social support. And he framed them within the context of neighborhoods, um, something that especially small children could understand. But we can also recognize that neighborhoods can be large as well as small, but what they do share is this common characteristic that Rich referred to earlier, which is the connectedness, uh, recognizing the availability of others around that can help you. Um, and particularly in times of stress, which can occur in military children's lives, uh, I think one of my most famous or favorite lines of, of Mr. Rogers, his, his famous line, is look for the helpers. You'll always find people that are helping. So part of what we want to um, think about um, in describing and talking about and contextualizing this idea of convoys of social support is what children's roles are uh, within that context. Um, helping children reach out, seek out the support, recognizing they can be active participants in that convoy, and that there are both people and organizations out there that are in a position to, to help them. So uh, one of the Im important facets of a young person's healthy development is to feel that they matter in their world, that they're known, that they, that they matter, that they have a, uh, a recognized value in their community. If you indulge me for a minute, I'll explain uh, what I mean through an illustration from uh, my life growing up in Brooklyn. When I, when I grew up in, uh, in in Brooklyn, no matter what I did, someone would uh, – uh, there would be an adult looking at me. And I would uh, – let's say I was acting up and I threw a, a rock at a cat or something like that. The, the window would fly open and Mrs. Goldberg would say, Richie Lerner, when you get home – I'm going to have called your grandmother and mother and told them what you did. So you better not do that again. And so I, I felt like I was always being watched, but I also felt very safe and known that they took the time. I knew if I would fall down, scrape my knee and it was bleeding, I could knock on any door 
and I would get support. I, they would clean off my uh, my knee and put a bandage on it and say, make sure uh, uh, you have your grandmother or mother look at it when you get back to your uh, apartment. So that sort of sense of belonging, of mattering, of people caring about you is is the best aspects of this convoy of social support. Every young person, whether they're a military-connected child or not, needs that sense of mattering, safety, and support in, in, their, in their neighborhood, in their community. That's what MSEC is trying to provide through this focus. And uh, if we could reinstill in America that sense of uh, mattering and safety and, and community caring for every child, MSEC will have made a major contribution, not just to uh, military kids, but uh, to the welfare of the youth of our nation. You could leave it as that would be your call to action to the, to the audience. Yeah, I, th- I think that Rich so nicely stated that, and I, I think that's absolutely too, true. I think it is a call to action. And I think the other thing that's really important for members of the community to understand that I think sometimes there can be it can be a bit daunting for for individuals for adults or for kids for that matter in thinking about how do I participate as part of this convoy that there's you know that they need to be committed in ways that are sustained all the time in every situation in multiple domains and I think there are there are ways that um all of us as adults and as organizations um that that um, you know, intersect with military communities, can find moments and opportunities to join that convoy, be a part of that support, engage a child at critical times. It may be that our connection as part of that convoy with a particular child may be around a particular issue or a particular conversation or during one summer. But if we think about it as a a convoy that is um, th- that as a community is dynamic and changing and shifting, uh, depending upon the needs of the children that it serves, that we have the opportunity to join and participate at varying points, and we can do it in both small ways and in big ways. Thank you. I, I couldn't agree more. Very so, nice. so that's also a facet of the call to action. I, I, I would point out one last thing, and I, th- this actually is uh, something that Steve said uh, a few moments ago that I want to underscore. When a young person grows up in the context of that supportive, positive uh, set of relationships that the convoy represents, they learn something. They learn something about what a positive adult role in the community should be, and that when they then become adults, they will very naturally return the emphasis uh, for the kids in their community on support, safety, and creating a uh, facilitative convoy. So it's not just enhancing the lives of kids now, it is creating adults who through the modeling uh, that uh, they will be observing of caring, a facilitative adults providing support and safety for them, recognition, meaning, and mattering to them, they will become, or they're very likely to become, adults just like themselves. And so we're creating an intergenerational uh, support system that uh, can, can be maintained across time and place. Very nice. Well, first of all, thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Koza and Dr. Lerner. I really enjoyed listening into the conversation. And to all our listeners, 
Please like, share, and subscribe, and we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. So if you want to read more about the conversation that we had today, you can check out our On The Move magazine, and I'll put the link down in the show notes. We have a whole page dedicated to this interview, the, this podcast interview, and it's called Convoys of Social Support, Community of Support, and it's on page 12. So I will put that link down into the show notes if you want to reference our On The Move magazine. If you are interested in registering for our national training seminar, you can do that by visiting our website at www militarychild.org. And I'll also put the direct link in our show notes as well. We hope to see you all there. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week. This podcast has been made possible because of the generous support from the Eelson Officer Spouses Club. I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast for the sake of the child. We would like to invite you to visit our website at www.militarychild.org. Like the MSEC on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Please join us again next time as we share more stories that impact our military-connected kids.